Welcome back to another episode on Marianne's chat room. And once again, I am joined by amazing guests from Get Naked with Dan and Carl and our clinical psychologist. So, guys, do you want to mention your names one more time? <laughs> by now, I guess they're used to their voices. So, hey, guys, um, it's your boy Caleb over here. So, yeah, welcome back. Hey guys, it's Dan from Get Naked with Dan and Carl podcast. Mm-hmm. Hi everyone, I'm Achene Nango, I'm a clinical psychologist. Yes, so um, um, if you are on this episode, I guess you, are, you have already listened to the previous one on contraceptive education where we just gave a general overview of what contraceptive education entails. Um, we talked about the various forms of contraceptives and Dr. Mutavo here talked about, you know, why condoms bust. Do you guys mm, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Wondering yeah. Hey, why people, people think condoms bust because of friction. I think friction has a play, but it's mostly because... You've done it the wrong way. You, yes. Yeah, <laughs> wrong, um, not worn correctly. Yeah, true. Um, and Stacy here gave us a fun fact about e-pills and how they only work for women of a certain weight cluster yeah. so yeah food for thought pharma industries mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and then um, we also shared some concerns from you know from the questionnaire that we had all shared around um, from the side effects that we get that women get from contraceptives and there was a food for thought for guys I think we asked them if they would consider taking up um, contraceptives or if they think men generally would be quick to take up contraceptives and i think stacy yesterday you had a question um to the guys yeah so for the guys the question is who is responsible for contraception in your relationship who bears that burden Mutawa, I'd like to hear from you <laughs> because i know you like dodging questions so let's hear you first uh from our traditional setup mm-hmm. uh, that burden was based on the females the ladies mm-hmm. but from i think we should with more sensitization mm-hmm. uh that responsibility should be shared 50 50. Mm-hmm. yes yeah that, that's my opinion uh, for me i like to be to diversify mm-hmm. so i think we will first seek uh, advice from a proper clinician mm-hmm. if um her taking the taking control will affect her mm-hmm. in any type of way then i wouldn't mind me being in control so yeah, yeah. and i think that's what we all love to hear don't yeah. we <laughs> and i mean maybe mm-hmm. i'd ask the men mm-hmm. uh for example we have counting days mm-hmm. also maybe another fun fact mm-hmm. you can't get pregnant all through your yes, cycle, your cycle. Yeah. yeah you can yeah. only get pregnant within a certain window yeah. so if you're counting days would you be in charge of counting the days to know the fertile window are you even aware yeah. there is a fertile window yeah but of course we have apps nowadays <laughs> <laughs> but i can tell you from experience of using apps it's actually good that you brought that up because i doctory is um Pull and pray a form of contraceptives. Yeah, it yeah. is, but it's not, it's <laughs> yes, not advisable. It's actually, 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 it's called withdrawal method. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gen Z calls it. Yeah. Yes, Gen Z, we call it pull and pray because <laughs> yeah. fingers crossed. But I think if you if one decides to take that option, then um, it's 
I feel like now this responsibility is on the woman because this is something happening. You know, it's your body going through the menstrual cycle and you know there are various changes that your body tells you when you are ovulating, when you are when it's like a safe day. So the guy wouldn't know. Yeah. Just being honest, he wouldn't yeah. know because there's things like basal body temperature yeah. like your body gets um you know hotter let me say or um you know there's change in discharge vaginal discharge yes. and this is on you so yeah i think it would be unfair to expect the guy with the app to be able to tell because the app will just make a prediction mm-hmm. but your body is your body so yeah no when i said there's an app i understand yeah. um if we having a discussion about contraceptives mm-hmm. then in my point of view i understand we are in a relationship uh-huh. Uh-huh. so there must be some discussions mm-hmm. some things laid out yeah, yeah, at yeah. least but if it's from a point of view of just doing it then that's i think that's different mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Yeah. okay right so i think i have given an adequate overview of our last episode did i miss out something i don't think so okay so um this bonus episode um will be led by our clinical psychologist (laughs) (laughs) thank you marianne (laughs) (laughs) so as a psychologist one would bear the burden of asking so what role Mm -hmm. do you play Mm -hmm. i'd say most times you have clients especially teenagers Mm -hmm. who come in Mm -hmm. and they have lots of questions Mm -hmm. some misinformed uh, ideas on contraception Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. they sort of have an idea Mm -hmm. but not the correct uh, information and not the correct knowledge Mm -hmm. to be able to make an informed choice Mm -hmm. on if they want or do not want to take up contraception exactly so most times what happens is you psychoeducate mm-hmm. psychoeducation is a psychological intervention mm-hmm. where you use the research mm-hmm. that is well backed up to give them uh, to be able to disseminate that knowledge mm-hmm. and help them right so maybe we can start with mm-hmm. what do you think are some of the psychological barriers to contraception mm-hmm. simply put what stops us from using contraception and mm-hmm. not taking it up? Yeah. Well, um, do you want to give us something, Caleb? Something that will make me not use contraceptives? Yeah. Um, my fertility. Yeah. That's a concern, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because you also had a couple of entries on yeah. con- um, people being concerned about their fertility being affected yeah, by mm-hmm. use of contraceptives. Yeah. Um, my stamina, of course, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, at least I want to know if it will do. So yeah. I think those are my two main concerns. So, yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Something I've, I'd, I'd love to add to that is religion, especially mm-hmm. Muslim women. Mm-hmm. Are really, uh, the notion is you should give birth to as many children as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so... And I, I think that also applies to some Christian religions yeah. 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 where, um, you know, Genesis, Elisema, multiply and multiply fill the earth. Guys, we are full. Where do you want the rest to go? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, shall we go on? Yeah, I think before we move on to the next uh, point, mm-hmm. let's just point out the kind of societal stigma that yeah. is there. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, if you've not had it, I have, where when one, when a young woman is going to the clinic and is asking for some type of contraception, they are thought of to be loose. 
Yeah. Why yes. are you looking for it? So contraception mm-hmm. is only for women who are having birth. You're a young, uh, you're a young girl. You're not married. Why are you having it? Yeah. So I think such stigma also stops people from mm-hmm. uh, going forth and asking for contraception. Doctor, would you say that I don't know? Maybe I don't know if you monitored this at hospital, but are there many women who come in seeking? you know, knowledge on contraceptive education and generally would you say it's easy for them to ask the questions or, you know, as a doctor you just have to do the work mm. of, you know, just giving them this info? Yeah, what I can say for mm-hmm. the modern setup like mm-hmm. Nairobi, mm-hmm. you know, like modern like urban, towns, yeah, urban, urban we have women who are empowered mm-hmm. but now the problem is when you go to the rural setup, yeah. we have 15 year olds getting pregnant so there's no much awareness yeah. at the rural setup mm-hmm. so that's a really big gap I have seen and that's what you were saying there that you witness 15 year olds yes. coming in with pre- you know yes. unwanted pregnancies yes. and it's probably because one they don't know one how to negotiate for I mean 15 year olds should not even be negotiating for sex at this Mm. point there are children and it's sad that it happens in our society but just being empowered to know one you can say no to sex and then also yeah so maybe what we will need is we have these vernacular radio stations Mm -hmm. maybe they should be empowered enough to deliver right. that in this information, whatever you are doing, right? <laughs> but I think they'll be like, eh, don't you think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think also because having such a conversation is not because easy I understand for 15 year old, mm-hmm. the concept comes from the parent, yeah, because you're not old enough for you to. You don't even know what contraceptives yeah, are is. at so, this point. And yeah. I, I don't... Okay, there are some parents who are all intellect. They mm. are, know what's good for their, for their Open-minded kids. Open-minded and yeah, easy yeah. to... Yeah. But when it comes to those, um, as Mutabo was saying, mm-hmm. the interior-interior parts of our country, mm. I think our parents have misconceptions yeah. regarding the traditional... Because mm-hmm. they're like, um, no, that's not good for my kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it will be, it, it, it will work mm-hmm. if, if they will take it seriously, but mm-hmm. then it will be a challenge. Yeah. But yeah, I think. And then, I don't know, I'm just zoned out a little and I'm thinking maybe mm-hmm. contraceptive education goes hand in hand with sex, sex education. education. Yeah. Because one, you need to teach kids to know, you know, know their bodies and know what is safe mm. what is right and what is wrong i think at that point then they'll be able to you know if someone is approaching them in a yeah. in an inappropriate way then they can you know be assertive and be able to you know get themselves out of that kind of situation mm-hmm. or um you know you would be giving them contraceptive education just to empower them given that you know the reality is teenagers are very experimental you will tell them this mm, but they will hide mm-hmm. you know they will go hide and try to experiment here and there but at least you want to be to rest assured that even if they're experimenting they're safe like you know if they, they want to, to try sex with another teenager then they will use a condom kushinda wamejificha next minute you know yeah your teenager has impregnated someone mm. who is pregnant yeah. yeah and that brings us to the next topic of discussion mm-hmm. which is 
age and comprehensive education ah, yes. what do you tell a five year old mm-hmm. on their body what do you tell a 10 year old mm-hmm. what do you tell a 15 year old mm-hmm. that wants to experiment mm-hmm. what do you tell a young adult who's just entering campus yeah. and now it is time to explore <laughs> to the fullest I know. No no rules. Yeah. <laughs> help, help us, us. <laughs> <laughs> wow um Okay, what I love mm-hmm. is uh, hospital. Hospital have begun setups whereby we have like youth centers. So in these youth centers, we have qualified clinical psychologists like Stacy mm-hmm. who come in because for us doctors, we are more into medical treatment. Mm-hmm. So when it gets to the point of now, we have to break news or maybe break a certain information to this audience mm-hmm. or this specific age group. Now we work in hand in hand mm-hmm. with a clinical psychologists mm-hmm. who find a better way to deliver all that information. Yeah. And that is why clinical psychologists are very important mm-hmm. in a hospital setup. So maybe Marianne, I'm just going to throw the question back to you. You're looking at Stacy. Yeah. Okay. Stacy, yes, Stacy. How how do you break such information? Mm-hmm. I think um, with development in the different age groups mm-hmm. come different understanding of the body parts mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, when a child is between ages three to four, there they are in the oral stage mm-hmm. and they are asking what why are they a girl and they have a vagina and why are they a boy and they have a penis and mm-hmm. they really mm-hmm. are out there trying to figure out why mm-hmm. does one have to pee mm-hmm. when standing and the other one has to sit down yeah, yeah. so you start with what they have to mm-hmm. be able to break it down for them to understand it mm-hmm. for example a child who's five need not necessarily be taught about uh, contraception but you taught you teach them about their autonomy yeah. to understand that no one needs to touch them mm. if they're like, uncomfortable they're able to speak about mm. it you don't start saying the stroke brought the baby be kind of yeah. honest <laughs> to be able to explain yeah. in the simplest language that you can yeah by the time they're in primary school mm-hmm. even the course syllabus gives a an idea of what their reproductive systems looks like Mm -hmm. so then you build on that knowledge Mm -hmm. so this is a child who you're continuing to build on the knowledge Mm -hmm. by the time when they are a teenager and they are raging with hormones (laughs) (laughs) now you start giving them a reality mm-hmm. and i was ta- uh, we were having a chat with marianne mm-hmm. uh, earlier and we were talking about how the tone of our parents mm-hmm. matters yeah. don't threaten the kid don't yeah. use language such as if you get pregnant you won't live in yeah. this house mm-hmm. that's so not to yes, exactly that's <laughs> or you're going to campus yeah. you get a degree really? <laughs> That's not a comprehensive way of educating your child. Mm-hmm. I know it's tough for parents, Definitely. but be honest mm-hmm. and say it in the calmest way. Mm-hmm. And I keep on saying to myself that mm-hmm. our parents gave really great advice, mm-hmm. but their tone was just not it. Yeah. It was not giving uh, very, it, it was not good. Mm-hmm. If they gave it in a more gentle manner, mm-hmm. it, it, it was really, it would have been, it would it would have been more beneficial exactly. to us and we shared mm-hmm. how even our parents yeah. started started educating us that yeah. tone was not 
it for yeah. some of us. Yeah. I think maybe the tension comes with them not knowing how to start mm-hmm. talking about this. So they would rather just bring it out, you know, very strict and tell you, don't do this, don't do this. But yeah, you know, as a teenager, you not generally children are inquisitive, but then the more you grow, the more you become aware of certain things and you become inquisitive. So if you're not given the right information, then you go seeking it. And obviously, I think yesterday we talked about how um, young people just get information from, you know, just like we would be sitting here with Caleb or Dan and we're just saying, hey, by the way, I hear this works or mm-hmm. this works. And yeah. because one, you're scared, the tone of your parents made you scared to go back to them to ask, then you do not, you know, you're scared of going to verify the information you've acquired from a friend. Yeah. And I was just thinking, given how challenging this subject could be to parents would it be something maybe to also encourage them to seek help from you know like a clinical psychologist yes like if it's hard for you to tell your child this is a vagina this is a penis um if you're at this age now collaborate with a healthcare practitioner you can go to a nurse Mm -hmm. you can go to a doctor you can go to your family doctor gp and i think that brings us to the next point of discussion which Mm -hmm. is access and equity yeah so you now have given this comprehensive education. Mm-hmm. You've informed your child. Mm-hmm. You've told them there's risk of disease and infection. Mm-hmm. You've yeah. told them there's ways to protect yourself uh, uh, from these. Yeah. Which we were talking about the barrier method. Yeah. So where do they access them? Yeah. And what's the equity looking at in society? Doctor, mm-hmm. in your hospital, <laughs> if I come, yeah. will I get help? Uh, barrier methods, condoms, everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah, we have we have male condoms mm-hmm. everywhere, but the challenge has been mm-hmm. female condoms. Mm-hmm. We don't have access to female condoms mm-hmm. in many facilities, especially many public facilities, mm-hmm. and that's why we work hand in hand with non-profit NGOs mm-hmm. to make sure that the flow is yeah, continuous. We even have like NASCOP, mm-hmm. National AIDS STI program. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we, we work with such organizations to always make sure this flow mm-hmm. of such mm-hmm. and also just in case this contraction of STIs, mm-hmm. this provision of STIs medication yeah. and all of that. Okay. Yes. Okay. We have a large percentage of our youths mm-hmm. who are in campus. Mm-hmm. Where do they get or where do they start getting help from? We've seen I have seen from my facility, the facility I work with, mm-hmm. we have uh, outreaches that are done by community health So CHVs come at the facility and they pick the condoms Mm -hmm. and they go dropping them out. Mm -hmm. Even better, in these universities you find that we have um, uh, psychologist setups, like clinical psychologists, you know, Mm -hmm. and we have uh, uh, the the psychologists empowering them. Mm -hmm. And what we do, we have like the facilities, the universities have taken the mandate to always make sure that we have these condoms distributed. Yeah. Now, there's a story you can you when Kuna. Oh, the condom dispensers. Yes. yes. There is the, oh, they're everywhere. Wait, they're everywhere. Mm, yeah. And now it reminds me when you're talking about the, you know, setups in universities. Yes. I remember um, 
Mary Stops once came to our university. They set up and they were giving out brochures. Mm-hmm. You know, just it was a very small booklet. I'd say eight pages, maybe ten pages maximum. Mm-hmm. You know, with the different kinds of contraceptives that are available, and they divided it in half. So one side was blue, the other side was pink. So mm-hmm. male, female yeah. forms of contraceptives. Yeah, and just a little overview of how it works, its effectiveness. Because I think another another thing people are worried about is effectiveness mm-hmm. or you know how long you should take it but it was really a really good little book educative because they also know campus students they can't be bothered by those little setups you have mm-hmm. but if it's a brochure that is you know nicely done which is educative then i think yeah. it's really good a question maybe to a therapist mm-hmm. i believe in kenya we have an ignorant culture of mm-hmm. ignoring things i don't yeah. know how we're going to deal with this mm-hmm. but you might be your intentions might be wanting to educate this yeah. uh, young boys and young ladies mm-hmm. about contraceptives mm-hmm. but kuna e ignorance culture mm-hmm. where uh, yeah. they say we've been told this since mm-hmm. we are so yeah. but we won't forget that um they're also having sex so mm-hmm. and they are at risk of having um unwanted pregnancies so mm-hmm. i don't know yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so i don't know how you're going to how we're going to deal with that mm-hmm. so and also Marianne just to add when Stacey. you're talking yeah, I don't know why I keep calling Stacey Marianne she looks more than Marianne than Stacey no okay. Marianne is stuck in my head I, uh-huh. I think guys yeah. you should see Marianne Aww. so uh, what I can say is uh, when you're talking about uh, stakeholders that come in conjunction mm-hmm. to make sure that these services yeah. like the barrier methods mm-hmm. let's not forget other stakeholders mm-hmm. yeah. we have the church mm-hmm. we have the community like mm-hmm. the chief mm-hmm. uh nubakumi yeah. initiative yes yeah. we have we have Kinanani, law, law yeah. which yeah. builds on equity really yes. yeah. yeah so when you're talking about on equity we keep in mind all these stakeholders yeah. it's not a one-man job mm-hmm. of course yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. i think as just go ahead as we wrap yeah. this as we wrap this point up mm-hmm. uh, maybe to answer Caleb's mm-hmm. question mm-hmm. we might preach all we want yeah, but if we really we should also be honest with ourselves yeah. mm-hmm. i think the first point of being honest with ourselves is that educating them mm-hmm. is paramount yeah, mm-hmm. true. and uh, when they have the information mm-hmm. it makes even if out of 10 five change mm-hmm or are able to make informed choices mm-hmm. it is better than none mm-hmm. so it's still very much insist that disseminate the information yeah. two i'd say let's stop being lazy yeah let's stop being lazy and let's be proactive mm-hmm. citizens yeah. if you go to any campus mm-hmm. i think it's even a requirement by the school mm-hmm. most times they have a counseling center it may not be world class mm-hmm. but it's there yeah. they have a clinic it mm-hmm. might not be the best but it's something it's something yeah. to start I was saying with, yeah. yeah earlier that when you go to school you pay a medical fee so these services are there mm-hmm. to, for you yeah you have other stakeholders that will come i've seen in campuses where they live and knock your dorm room yeah. and they come and see you mm-hmm. but the nurse would get up from her seat in the clinic to come and look for you mm-hmm. so let's be proactive <coughs> people and mm-hmm. go and look for these yeah. services because they are there mm-hmm. and there are people who are willing to serve us beautifully yeah. said wow. yeah. yeah and yeah. i think uh lastly mm-hmm. uh empowerment mm-hmm. and informed choices mm-hmm. so you've talked about it mm-hmm. you've 
educated your child Mm -hmm. but then Mm -hmm. we also have the other spectrum of things where Mm -hmm. there's kids who are put on contraception but they're not aware they're on contraception Mm -hmm. and it's not only happening here in kenya here in africa it's a worldwide worldwide Mm -hmm. problem Mm -hmm. where the moment a child clicks Mm -hmm. reproductive age for girls is when they see their first period the parent goes into a panic mode Mm -hmm. and then they take them to the hospital Mm -hmm. put them on contraception Mm -hmm. so as a child Mm -hmm. (laughs) who holds the power to make that informed choice yeah. is it the parent to decide for you mm-hmm. or is it you to decide for yourself because for them they're mm-hmm. coming from a good place they don't you to destroy your life yeah, yeah. discuss hey that's, that's, a, that's a good question yeah. yeah yeah but i think you should try as much as possible to mm-hmm. educate um, your kid mm-hmm. before trying to indulge them into contraceptives i don't know because in Kenya, mm-hmm. to adults So I think at some point we have to keep that in mind mm-hmm. because I don't know if you're getting my point. Mm-hmm. As long as you are below 18 years old, mm-hmm. you are under your parents. Care. Yes, mm-hmm. but once you reach the age of 18, according mm-hmm. to the law mm-hmm. of Kenya, mm-hmm. you can able to you know make your own, own independent, independent. decision. Yes. But maybe that takes us back to what you were saying. If you give the proper education yeah, to yes. your child, one is I don't know, it's a very tricky Because I understand the, yeah. the mm-hmm. I understand the topic. There are uh, mm-hmm. uh, women uh, let me say mm-hmm. girls who get their menstrual start their menses at mm-hmm. around 14. Mm-hmm. Oh, 10, uh, 10, 12. Yeah. So how will you handle that situation? Mm-hmm. See, I guess it's just um Try as much as possible to educate them first. I think the tricky thing for me is also because this topic ties into sex education. Yes. yes. How um like when teenagers have their first sexual encounter, because mm-hmm. I mean others are um forced on them, others are you know consensual, but do you want to tell them to wait until they're adults before mm-hmm. they engage? Yeah, mm-hmm. true. But also you know some will go behind your back and experiment mm-hmm. so then but of course yeah you will want to the best. make your child look like um you're encouraging them to uh, go have sex yeah. exactly. so you you must look for a way that it will come out the correct way for them to understand mm-hmm. at least lay out the benefits right. uh, yeah. the pros and cons yeah, and yeah then, the pros and cons yeah. at least yeah that also comes to what Stacy said earlier mm-hmm. as much as we are creating uh, we are creating like we have psychologists in these setups mm-hmm. now psychologists empower parents yeah the best way in which you can be able to create safe spaces yes. whereby they can be able to be themselves mm-hmm. and communicate in transparency exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, what I can also say just to add to what Dr. is saying is that uh, if there was a parent's manual where we could just all be knowing what to do <laughs> it's great yeah but we learn uh, along the way mm-hmm. and also parents I think understand sometimes that they're not all equipped to deal with everything mm-hmm. and there's professionals to help you with mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and uh, you can start from even the school mm-hmm. that your child goes to mm-hmm. if they have oh god I I did like my school's mm-hmm. counseling department mm-hmm. <laughs> but they can start mm-hmm. somewhere mm-hmm. yeah and now mm-hmm. uh i don't want to call it the elephant in the room but mm-hmm. we have to talk about it mm-hmm. sexual health 
and sexual identity mm-hmm. yeah. because yeah. whether you're in a gay relationship mm-hmm. you're in a lesbian relationship mm-hmm. remember contraception is just not to prevent mm-hmm. popping another mini yeah. me yeah. into the yeah. world mm-hmm. but also protecting yourself against infection so how yeah, yeah how do you educate a gay couple how mm-hmm. do you educate a, lesbi- a lesbian couple or others plus on this i think um maybe doctor you'll help me to talk about this and you know you guys can all give your opinions mm-hmm. um there's this thing where people confuse con- you know contraception and um protection mm-hmm. from sexually transmitted diseases because it would be easy for it to slip in your mind at as long as i can't get pregnant i'm safe You're good mm-hmm. to go. but then you forget kuna kaswende yeah so like young people they will you know protect themselves from unwanted pregnancies but then not consider mm. this aspect of you know sexually transmitted infections and maybe that's where um um talking about appropriate methods of contraceptions for you know gay couples yeah. and straight uh, you know couples comes in place because mm-hmm. you need to know in as much as you're not you're preventing pregnancy yeah. you're also preventing some really nasty diseases the HIV um, spread infection even yeah. in the type of sex that they have yeah, yeah. Yes. it's very high mm-hmm. amongst them mm-hmm. and nobody wants to acknowledge, acknowledge that but so yeah. the moment we break down this stigma mm-hmm. we demystify this the mm-hmm. more better we allow them to come and mm-hmm. access services yes. that we curb the spread of HIV yeah. because this person who is marginalized mm-hmm. who is sleeping with this other person mm-hmm. that person will end up in your home mm-hmm. you know that it's like yeah. a cycle yeah. so the moment we are not talking about all this mm-hmm. we are not breaking that cycle yeah. but the moment we try to empower like uh that is whatever you do behind your closed doors that's mm-hmm. your business mm-hmm. but we we are trying to empower enough you enough mm-hmm. to allow you mm-hmm. to come to mm-hmm. public hospitals yeah. get checked for stis yes. get checked for hiv testing mm-hmm. because we have uh the spread of syphilis is mm-hmm. very high oh. amongst Yeah. the men who have sex with men yeah and, and also yes yeah. Yeah. we even have super gonorrhea mm-hmm. apart from that more marginalized communities like the sex workers mm-hmm. if we don't allow them mm-hmm. to come out mm-hmm. and get services mm-hmm. like a pimwe hiv test come up and eh ulio ni mal you know in yeah. Yeah. those those terms derogatory terms yes yeah. Yeah. Eh, so you can't you you are letting them wind up jifungia kwa kakun mtu anapata hiv huko yeah so the moment we demystify all that mm-hmm. uh, break down the stigma we allow them to come and access healthcare services in yes. the hospitals mm-hmm. the better lovely yes i think to wrap up i'd like to wrap up this by saying mm-hmm. 
behavior mm-hmm. and daktari alluded to it calling it cycle so let me call it mm-hmm. what people call it mm-hmm. Nairobi is one big bedroom, bedroom. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> how do we protect ourselves mm-hmm. from our own behavior the behavior that we see the one that we are aping mm-hmm. uh, how do we cause you having a You know, nowadays, even relationships have changed. You're mm-hmm. monogamous by partner. So in January <laughs> to March, you have partner A. Mm-hmm. In April, there's partner B. Mm-hmm. Come September, there's mm-hmm. partner C and mm-hmm. so forth. Mm-hmm. How do you protect yourself? Do you think our behavior mm-hmm. also influences how we take up contraceptive mm-hmm. information and what are some of the things that we should be able to put in place mm-hmm. to protect ourselves mm-hmm. and also our very numerous sexual partners? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a nice question. Marianne, what do you think? Hmm. I think regardless of how many partners you choose to have, as long as you one you are aware that one actions have consequences and two you are properly educated, like for example, I would say as a female you take like a long-term form of contraception, you know, yeah. for to prevent unwanted pregnancies, but also you keep in mind that that will not protect you from infections, you know. Uh, diseases mm-hmm. then yeah i think the most important thing is having that information and remembering to apply it yeah, in your life yeah because yeah i don't know i, I might take long if i bring in something topic. <laughs> what do you think <laughs> um, i was thinking of um, um hpv but okay. maybe yeah. Oh, yeah. because go, yeah. go ahead please um What was I going to say about it? HPV is one papilloma virus. Yeah. It's more transmitted in in Akwanga kwa wanaume because yeah. it's than infectious in men. Yeah. But I am carrying it, HPV. It, yeah. It's not harming me, but when I have sex with Stacy, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you're going to Infl- it triggers um cervical cervical cancer. cancer. Yes. Yeah. And that's why mm-hmm. when you're in a relationship we, we talked earlier about who is responsible for contraception. contraception. Yeah. You see how both of you are equally mm-hmm. should take charge yeah. of how you protecting yourself mm-hmm. yeah um Wait, i know i've taken circles with that question but yeah. let me pass it over to Caleb if you have something um, to add not really i think you guys have exhausted it mm-hmm. but um yeah i don't think i have anything to because the specialists are here so <laughs> i think me, I'm yeah I'm like, like if i try to explain they? myself it's like i'll be moving in circles so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i think That's okay. it, yeah. It was nice having this discussion. Yeah. What's your takeaway as we close? Okay. We start with uh, Caleb. No, <laughs> yeah. uh, the host. No, we start with the host. <laughs> the host. Ask Wageni. I like to see Wageni to hear. Yeah. Which is the takeaway? Okay. okay. What's your takeaway, Marian's chat room? Um, I think what I'm going to do is I'll let you all give yeah. us something and yeah. then I'll wrap yeah. it up and okay. then you know. okay for me is mm-hmm. um, I've really learned a lot especially mm-hmm. from Stacy mm-hmm. um, about contraceptives mm-hmm. um, there's thing, some things I've been really enlightened about mm-hmm. um, a lot mm-hmm. like um, taking control about contraceptives should not only come from women mm-hmm. I love who mm-hmm. the misconceptions fear mm-hmm. um, and the sex ed- sex health education spear from Tavo here mm-hmm. um and yeah it was a really 
good conversation with mm-hmm. you guys so yeah it's mm-hmm. really enlightening mm-hmm. and um yeah i can't wait to practice this healthy sex education with my kamodos so yeah, <laughs> 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 so, yeah. Okay. at least now i have a thing or two mm-hmm. and i've also added um to some knowledge from what i had mm-hmm. so Love i can it. at least say now i'm a expert in self sex and health education so right. yeah mm-hmm. yeah um Thank you so much Caleb for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you Marianne for having this. Mm-hmm. Thank you Stacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are able to have yeah. your presence. <laughs> My take is yeah. I'd wish um media houses if there's a media house listening mm-hmm. to this mm-hmm. please invite Marianne's chat room. Yes please. Please invite <laughs> Stacy. Yes yeah. please. Let's amplify this because yes. this is great job mm-hmm. if possible mm-hmm. because we have vernacular radio stations mm-hmm. that yeah. talk. can we have Marianne coming in mm-hmm. give Marianne a segment mm-hmm. let her talk to mm-hmm. Luos mm-hmm. in Luo vernacular mm-hmm. let our girls at home ushago mm-hmm. wapate hii information. information. So my challenge is to the media. Yes. Please invite Marianne create a slot for Stacy our clinical psychologist let's amplify the great work that we are yeah. doing yes. yes thank you so much lovely yeah. yeah i i think my greatest takeaway is that all this is not new yeah mm. it's it's been there mm-hmm. it's it's being done maybe let's change the tone mm-hmm. of how we are educating mm-hmm. our young generation mm-hmm. and let's do more let's not come from a place of fear and importantly as a yeah. parent mm-hmm. if you can't do it because you are shy mm-hmm. and saying vagina or penis to your son is mm-hmm. like you'll die mm-hmm. there's people who can fill in those spaces, spaces for you exactly. as we say it takes yeah. a village yeah. so your nurses your doctors your psychologists mm-hmm. your counselors mm-hmm. they are the village that it takes to be able to educate this yeah. and uh having knowledge on contraception and sexual health overly mm-hmm. whether you use it or not mm-hmm. does more good than harm mm-hmm. yeah knowledge is power so let's embrace it and keep on practicing and guys let's be proactive there's mm-hmm. information everywhere yeah, a true. simple google search would give you all these yeah Yeah, so look for the right Mm -hmm. information the key thing is Mm -hmm. the right information not what your friend your bestie told you (laughs) (laughs) no be very proactive in looking for the right information and thank you marianne Mm -hmm. chatro for having me i really enjoyed the conversation interesting to hear all the points of views and where we're coming from and what our parents were saying Mm -hmm. yeah really nice to have me here Oh lovely. I'd say I'm really 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 honored to have you guys on this podcast talking about this very very important subject. And I don't know you guys seem to have exhausted everything. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Um but I'd say for me it would mostly I think Stacy mentioned it, but it's like that um health seeking behavior, like yeah. having a good health seeking behavior. Doctors they train to help you. Like why do you think they go to school? Yeah, yeah exactly. they're not just going to school to keep those degrees at home. They're going to school to get the knowledge to come and share with you guys. So don't shy away from walking in and asking your health practitioner to guide you and, you know, and then you get the right information that will not um, you know, so that, you know, you're better protected and you are safe. Yeah. Yes, so kwa hayo machache. 
Um, I think I'd like to say, end by saying really a big thank you to you guys. Um, we created time, we organized this, and I believe it was a success. And a special, special shout out to our very lovely sponsor, mm-hmm. LCN East Africa. <laughs> <laughs> She's here doing mini silent claps. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you so much, uh, CP, for hosting us and, you know, allowing us to come here, gather here to have this beautiful discussion. And I pray that this word will spread like bushfire, yeah. okay? I hope it will go out to everyone, not just urban areas, but to reach marginalized communities so that, you know, we have an empowered society, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, you know me, I can talk forever. Do you, so does someone want to say goodbye for me? Because, eh. Peace out. Yeah, to make a film, yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> this episode, Wapi, on Get Naked and Dan and Carl, all yes. platforms. platforms. Yes, so as you heard, Dr. Terry said, this episode will be available on Get Naked with Dan and Carl, on Spotify, on Anchor, on Apple Podcasts, yes. on Google Podcasts, yes. on yes everywhere basically you just go to any podcast app and type you will find For you will... Marianne, oh yes find you. mine is on anchor it's on spotify it's on apple podcasts and it's on google podcasts so yes check out you know and subscribe guys i mean you follow button it's there for a reason yeah. support yeah. us yeah. <laughs> just click that follow button to get notifications when more exciting and uplifting and enlightening episodes drop so with those few remarks let me say goodbye bye